Welcome to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast, where top football coaches from around the country share their stories, philosophies, concepts, and strategies to help you get better on and off the field. Now, here's your host, Keith Grabowski. Well, we're on a special edition of the Coaching Coordinator Podcast, and today's podcast will have a video element to it as well. I'll make sure that gets up on our YouTube channel with some links in our show notes as to how to get to that. And joining me, a repeat performer, a guy who is innovative. Uh, I've always loved talking ball with him here on the podcast. Uh, I guess now former XFL coach, AJ Smith, Austin James. Great to have you here today. Not just yet. There's still a chance, as they say, and uh, dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance with the XFL, which we'll find out July 6th. Uh, if someone's going to buy it out of bankruptcy, but they did say Vince McMahon will not be a part of it. It'll be a different looking XFL, probably more so from a financial standpoint, but hopefully the football and what we're bringing to the table will stay the same because it was really fun uh, being able to go through that experience. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I know when things first came out and they were talking about all the innovations, there were some things that I thought, wow, that's really cool. That's a unique idea. And there were some things that I thought, well, I'm going to have to wait and see. Uh, I was able to, to sit down on the podcast on a, on a video version as well with uh, Sam Schwartzstein from uh, the XFL. Mm-hmm. And he talked about a lot of the results of it. And, you know, when you hear about what you guys were trying to do and, and some of, I guess, the analytics that went along with it, things were going the right way. And I think you were showing even maybe the football world that there's some opportunity to do things differently in the future. Yeah. And I love Sam. Sam is very analytical. Come from, comes from Stanford, played with Andrew Luck, but sometimes you get analytical guys and they really don't know football. Being a former center himself, the guy was so a football guy. He was one of my, he's one of the favorite guys you can talk to about anything. Cause he, he's kind of like me. We're kind of come from both, uh, spectrums being able to relate to both and uh, he did a fantastic job it was his baby it was his rules the kickoffs and some other stuff and it was a great grand of foot, uh, brand of football and it's not over just yet so hopefully in 2021 there's the latest rumors there's going to be a, a like a 12-week tournament uh, we'll see you know uh, hopefully we can get the gang back together in Houston, get the old run and shoot crank back up. We're five and oh, and hey, let's make it if it's 12 weeks, let's go 17 and oh. I mean, let's let's go with it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was it was kind of exciting to see that that could happen. And I, mm-hmm. I know that a week or two ago when, when that came out. So that's good news. So looking at things, the run and shoot, um, you know, behind me somewhere here on this, this shelf is a, a book Tiger Ellison called the run and shoot. Now offense, uh, you're getting yours. We got it right here. We didn't even talk about this. This is hilarious. Yeah. Like it's, there's. Uh, yeah, here you go. Yeah. And offense of the future. Started in Middletown, Ohio, right? Started with the lonesome polecat. Everybody calls it like the swinging gate or something else like mm-hmm. that. Now, when you see it utilized. Uh, usually in extra plays, but that was Coach Ellison's entire offense. Now that experiment pretty much ended for him 
uh, went into the run and shoot, and then he had the opportunity to go on and coach with Woody Hayes at Ohio State. But just an incredible football mind. Yep, there is, and a ton of ton of innovation, right? And, right. Uh, I think that's what we're talking about here today. That's kind of the theme of of, of today's podcast is innovation and you know you coming from an innovative league um to some some innovative uh technology we're going to talk about here that i think is huge for coaches mm-hmm. and what we need to do uh to uh, hone our craft you know the the art and science of coaching but the run and shoot uh you know in the xfl i, I mean a lot of these offenses that throw the ball you know, the air raid, the run and shoot, they're closely related. There's some similarities, yet there's some things that are different. But talk to us a little bit about working with June again and, and uh, coaching in the run and shoot offense. Yeah, I think fifth time around, because I've installed it with June, known him since 2009, and it was a fifth time to install it. And even then in that fifth time, you still learn little things about the offense. You're just always learning because – you're learning it from June and how he thinks makes more sense to you as you continue to coach with him because everything evolves. So when you first learn, you know, this is the first book I got back in 2009, right? It's funny we bring this up. I'm learning it from there and I'm coming from a 1960 standpoint. Then, you know, you start studying Houston gamblers and, you know, Houston Oilers and you're learning it from a 1980 standpoint. So now you're in 2009, 2002, and it's like, well, why aren't you doing it like you did back then? And you never really understand, but you got to understand, June's been coaching this offense for 40 years, and so he went through the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and things evolve for a reason that you don't understand. Well, I'm just going to go back to the way it once was, and then it's like, no, 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 June is one of the smartest coaches in the world. He got to this way for a reason, and he continued to evolve, and we had even new stuff in this year in the XFL that he's never done before, and uh, it credited to a lot of our success that you always want to be one step ahead of the game, and I think that would be June's slogan if he had one for coaching. He's one step ahead of the game. What were some of those evolutions for the offense in the XFL in 2020? Uh, you know, I think the biggest one is that, you know, we were able to, you see a lot of teams doing this and it's the bubble screen was always really big and it's been big since the nineties, but you're seeing a lot of teams now block down the field as they're running routes forward, whether it's a pop flat out slant and they're blocking for that guy, whether it's an RPO or just whether it's a quick screen. And because we're so good at quick outs, that helped us uh, turning to those type of concepts, helped us actually develop plays down the field because teams are so mindful that they're coming up because they think we're going to block that guy. And then boom, we set and slip and now we're open down the field. I think that helped out a lot for some of our percentage of plays that are staple run and shoot concepts. And, uh, I think also to our empty package and June's ran empty before. And uh, I think a getting into more empty, being a little bit more wide open was big for us. And then B it's always about personnel and having uh, PJ Walker at quarterback and adding that element of quickness and being able to QB run and have to have, you know, that responsibility of worrying about him because he's a dual threat guy. Uh, 
that opened up even more innovation to where, you know, we were running some more option based stuff and kind of just packaged it all together to be who we were there with the Houston Roughnecks. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's easy to grab a book off the shelf and whether it's, you know, uh, and I'm thinking the ones behind me, you know, the, the run and shoot with Tiger Ellison or Tubby Raymond's wing tee or some mm -hmm. Homer Smith stuff. Uh, I think with any coach, any good coach, they, they evolve for a reason. And probably, as you've mentioned here, one of those primary reasons is developing it around the personnel that they have. Mm -hmm. So in any particular year, you do have to have that ability to have the flexibility to realize like this element of offense. And while it's not strict run and shoot, I always think it's kind of, kind of funny. Um, I think back to my wing T days, and learning the wing tee and running that in high school. And then I remember, you know, we're one of the first ones in our area then to take that into kind of a spread type of offense and be running, you know, the Jets, which I picked up from um, Coach Speckman and uh, utilizing still some of those wing tee elements, but being in a spread, I remember, you know, a guy I'd always see at a clinic, he's like, we're taking your card away. Like it becomes a cult in almost I think in a detrimental way that like I'm so married to it has to be done this way. This is the original way to do it that you yeah. do that evolution. And then eventually if you are not adapting like that, things start to break down and you think I've got to go to something completely different. And, and the fact of the matter is like whatever you're looking at, whether it's the run and shoot or the air raid or the wing T, uh, there's a lot of those elements that hold true and are still going to be effective. You just have to explore maybe different presentations of it and different different ways uh, to do it given the situations that, that you're in. I mean, because I could say, even though you probably after 2002 never saw my team in a, in a wing tee, traditional, you know, wing tee set, again, there were still a lot of the elements of what would be considered wing tee concepts, whether that be the misdirection or some of the ways they did play action that were still a part of, of the offense. But I wasn't necessarily married to this, this concept that it had to be strictly only that as Tubby Raymond or any of the other coaches, Coach Early from Carnegie Mellon, whoever it might have been, that I learned it Yeah, and it's funny what you just said. I started smiling, you know, being told, well, if you don't run this, you know, you're out the club or whatever. There's about three coaches this year that have gotten jobs that are former GAs of mine, or just buddies of mine that have gotten jobs. And I tell them, all right, you know, cause we've helped them in everything. And if you go out there and you got this job now and you run the ball more than you pass it, I'm not talking to you for a full year. Okay. You better run it more. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, better pass it more than you run it. <laughs> and uh, it is kind of a culture thing and, and kind of a, my team type of deal, looking at the schematic stuff and your brand. And, you know, you're talking about evolution. Once we get to it and we start breaking down some of this film, which I think is going to be cool here with the, uh, your video cast slash podcast, is we did run a concept this year that I'll break down that we were 100% completion. And it was actually taking a frontside concept that goes all the way back to the 60s, 1960s, that June learned from Bill Wash himself and then marrying the backside with a run and shoot tag. And it was uh, 11 for 11 this year and we're 
and so that'll be fun to break down and another book you know finding the winning edge i could pull up the front side of that book right there and uh and but we'll get into that when we uh uh go over that concept because in that book as well and the other sides in this book and we just put the two together and it was our number one concept this year yeah i saw you tweet that out the other day with kind of that tag that some some concepts are are timeless and uh, mm -hmm. I agree that to, to be true it's just the way that a, they attack space or they attack a defender um and, and we'll get into that one in a, in a little bit i want to step back to what you said about um, you know, running some of those those passes, whether it be you know the screens or w what we really saw this past year as, as a trend, and I'm not sure like exactly what versions of this you did, but you know uh, screens without your line releasing, whether that's somebody running what what might look like a shallow or maybe even a, I've seen it done with mesh, I've seen it done with the Texas or the angle route, um, just a lot of different versions where. You got receivers releasing on what appears to be a stem, but they're really going to, to hunt somebody up and, and the ball being thrown um, behind the line of scrimmage and nothing telling those those level two and three defenders that this is really a screen. These receivers are blocking. They're, they're releasing to block you. And I think it's, a, it's something when I think, and I, I wrote an article about it during the season, those types of concepts, very difficult to defend. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, really take some stress off your quarterback used in the right situation. Now, you can't always say, well, in third and long, we're always going to be this. But to be able to, to say sometimes, like, hey, we're going to get the ball low and have blockers down the field and give it a chance, or maybe it's the red zone, and, you know, saw a number of uses of that. But talk to us a little bit about, you know, what you were mentioning there as far as, um, you know, the, the types of screens that uh, you're going to get your guys, again, look looking like they're going downfield on a route and, they end up being blockers rather than receivers. Yeah, and two, I think the biggest thing is uh, having played defense and been on both spectrums, having coached both sides, having watched it for the last 15 years, is that let's go back to what it used to be. I mentioned bubbles. When you see that bubble and they go behind the line of scrimmage and it's kind of given away, defenders have done it for so long. They know kind of how to two play it, to wait for that ball. They know it's coming, and then that first step is boom, right? They're going to go. When you go down the field and you just got three guys going, let's say it's a trips look, in the first two steps, as a defender, I'm immediately thinking pass. Like there's nothing in my step saying I need to kind of be, you know, a shutter step or whatever to be ready for a possible screen. And so you take that step back. There's nothing that's saying screen alert. And all of a sudden here comes maybe number three running that out. And now number one and two shimmy the balance whoever's you know on their guy whether it's a safety down the field or they got somebody or if it's man to man we're just going to run them off right and release outside to get their heads away from the play and then boom all of a sudden it's right there well now i'm not on that step thinking you know cat and mouse and whether or not i'm coming up for the bubble screen or coming back it's an out now i'm getting blocked and it's just a higher percentage completion than the bubbles because you don't have anybody coming to boom tee off on that that bubble and uh it was a really effective play and we completed it somewhere in the 80 percent range running that exact one i just went over with you yeah i've seen it to be really effective i really liked the get into a lot of uh a lot of uh, offense the the shallow screen which i think i first saw mm -hmm. somewhere maybe around 2009 at oklahoma state those guys doing it and they dark that 
swing that back out and he, he'd end up being like the lead blocker as the shallow guy got it. But now you saw all these creative versions of it again. Some look like mesh and those guys are essentially sitting down and posting up like you would in basketball and getting run into. Um, mm -hmm. Something would be illegal if they do it right. I, I mean, I saw plenty of illegal things that <laughs> missed by the officials, but um, I mean, that whole concept of no screen keys, yet you're, you're essentially running a screen somewhere from zero or minus one to even five yards downfield, depending on, on how you time it up. And you mentioned also like being able to slip that then and be being into, uh, you know, avoiding the defense as the defense maybe sees it once, twice, knows it's coming because they've seen it on film. Mm -hmm. I didn't see a ton of that. I expected a lot more, you know, in, in looking at just trends over last season where, all right, I've seen this now. It's week three. It's week four. Everybody's doing this. There's going to be somebody who makes this look like they're going for that, that down the field screen with receivers and somebody slips into a, a void and now there's a chunk out of the defense, you know, 20-yard throw or something like that. All right, and I'll show that play on film. You'll you'll like it when we when we get into the tempo stuff. We'll break down our play in Nebraska, then we'll show we'll show that one play because it's pretty awesome. Because you see this three guys all focused in on that out because it's starting one two and then boom. And uh, you're right, it probably should be seen a little bit more. And the shallow screen is funny you bring that up because you know I helped out before our season of high school. We won state and everything. Uh, threw for a lot of yards, but that play in Mississippi High School made so many coaches so mad, the shallow screen, because they it's illegal, it's illegal. And I mean, this one head coach just losing his mind. So I think we ran it twice for about 30 yards. We scored a touch, no, even more than about 40, because we scored a touchdown. And we go in at halftime, and we're talking about what we want to do. The game's in hand. And I said, hey, I, I, let's do this in the second half. And he's like, what? Let's run the shallow screen five times in a row just so we can see the head coach lose his mind. Because <laughs> you just, but the thing about it is it's legal if the receiver will work back to the line of scrimmage. And so, uh, yeah, there, there probably should be a little bit more innovative counters to that. And maybe we'll see them here in the next year or two. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, before we head into looking at video, I think the other thing I, I'm interested in, in hearing about with your work. Um, that you've done with VAR systems, virtual reality, augmented reality. Uh, right now seems to be a time that uh, somebody with those types of systems, whether it's yours or there's other free versions out there, has some ability to really work on players from not just sitting and, and watching film from that perspective, whether you see it from the end zone or the, the press box, the stuff we have, but really putting players into a, a virtual setting to be able to experience a play, learn a play, uh, maybe see angles a certain way, see the decisions that they're going to have to make. How many coaches that, I guess, as you're aware of, have really been saying, all right, you know, yeah, we're losing time, but we got this. We have this tool that is going to help us maximize and maybe even get ahead of our opponents right now. Literally all our clients which is about over uh, close to, man, we probably have about 20 or 30 uh, high schools, a few pro teams, and, and then a handful of college teams as well. They're all contacting us because you can't replicate 22 guys on the field. So a lot of teams that maybe didn't get a lot of film this year, 
they've been contacting us like, hey, do you got anything? Do you got anything close to this four vertical concepts? Do you have a stick concept? We just, it's a way for now the quarterback and the coach, since they can't do anything else, to go through it and actually go through the plays like if they're out on the field because there's no alternative right now. And the, and the teams that have been storing their library, they're using it a lot. And I've been getting a lot of feedback. And, yeah, you kind of have an edge right now because they're able to mentally train and keep their cognitive going as far as their reads, their progressions, where's grass, what's coverage, what's single house. So all these things that go into being a quarterback. And uh, it's, like you said, it's they, they got an advantage. I believe so, absolutely. We're moving ahead then and, and thinking about the video aspect of this. We're coming through a time where uh, there's just been an immense amount of free clinics. Coaches um, mm -hmm. on overload, uh, learning things here. Um, but I think, you know, some unique opportunities here, given the technology that's that uh, has evolved and something you've been able to come up with. And you step back and, and tell a quick story. I think I've, I've shared it here on the podcast before. I know I've written about it in a blog, but I think it was around 2012. I had the opportunity, um, I was recruiting in Tampa, recruiting a kid named Deuce Gruden, ends up his dad is John Gruden. And uh, so formed a relationship there. And while I was out recruiting, Coach Gruden invited me out to his fired football coaches association office, which was just this little, uh, it, was, it was the back of a storefront, a little office. I mean, not much bigger than the room that I'm sitting in, but as you see it, you know, we see it on TV and it's quarterback stuff. Just an incredible uh, library of video that coach had together. And, you know, that, that night, um, spending time there, I mean, it just started off. I remember it was like, what do you want to see? Which I had already, he had already been out to our school and clinicked us up one morning at like 4 a.m. Um, before our visit day and it started the same way what do you want to see and it's a rhetorical question with coach so he was like let's see uh, Peyton Manning ball fakes from linebacker depth gets on his computer types up a few things boom there it is I'm like wow this is amazing I believe he was using Exos um, for that I know he had a huddle system as well but I thought about it like this guy has the best learning lab for football on the planet and it would be really cool to have something like this, but you know, you quickly get away from it. Like that will cost a lot of money, right? I don't have the money. Mm -hmm. Typically uh, most coaches don't have the money to have their own personal thundercloud account to be able to pull video up like that. Um, we know with other types of video software, now the uh, limitations that really would drive up the cost if I put my entire library out there. So uh, you, you're forced to, you know, work off a of Google Drive or Dropbox and, you know, unfortunately not really have your film organized very well, right? And uh -huh. at the end of the day, when you think about, I was speaking about these clinics or even looking at some of the, you know, the, the courses that are out there, which are great, as a coach, you still need to be able to study film on your own. While you may have learned something, you need to go into it a little bit more. You want to understand things in context. So when you can get a set of cut-ups and you understand, all right, down and distance and the different variations of why was this play called in this situation, things that you just don't really always pick up in, in a clinic or a course or whatever it might be, you have to study the game. And so as coaches, we've kind of 
been relegated to using whatever software we might have on our laptop that is either free or inexpensive. And, uh, and unfortunately, it's not designed with the coach in mind. It's not designed for us to instantly be able to pull up what we need and take a look at it and look at it as a coach does, being able to you know, rerun, fast forward, slow-mo, and even draw on it. So that being said, I was really excited. And you showed me Tempo. Um, a product that's been developed really that addresses all those types of things and gives me at my fingertips um, the ability to do all those things that I mentioned as well as now a place to store all my film in one place instead of the numerous hard drives. I mean, I can't tell you how many I have it's, and it's a, it's a pain because I never know what's on this one or that one and I'm always searching and you know, now as a coach, you start to have your library of film that you can study, that you can break down and look at again and again and again. And, and I think is even more important when you think about the aspect of changing a job because you, you might export your film, but now you lose all the data. So I think the uh, coach having his own personal system, I think provides huge advantages as well as alleviates some of the concerns that come with storing your game film season after season. Yeah, and even just looking at my back behind here, these are thousands of tapes that are VHS, 16 millimeter, the other side. I've collected all these films going back from really 1995 uh, as a kid collecting film from the high school. I grew up at at Evangel Christian. And what you wanted to be able to do, as you mentioned, is, you know, all right, here's a hard drive right here. This has about four terabytes worth of football stuff that I've taken from this and now transferred it to digital. Or it just could be from the last 10 years off your digital camera, but you've uploaded it to an online streaming service and you run out of space and that's the deal with online streaming. So are you just gonna delete it and delete your history? Uh, and so then you talk about Gruden, that Gruden setup is in the six figures to have a, a system like that because it was professionally uh, done and everything. And so uh, this is what Tempo is. It's your own player that you can categorize in library. And I'll show you an example of one over here that was done by me. And in two seconds from 1985 to 2017 of one coach's library, I can jump around just like this, pull it up, pull up all the features, being 1080 uh, and there's no load time. And I think what coaches need to realize is that you need a physical copy of a backup. Don't just rely on it being on uh, an online streaming bill or even Google Drive because if all of a sudden you change jobs, I've heard so many stories where they kicked them out and they weren't able to get their film. Every year you need to have your own hard drive, back it up, and then two, what I would do is get the film straight off the camera because that's where it's at its purest form. When you're uploading, especially to a streaming service, maybe not so much Google Drive or Dropbox, it's compressing the film and sometimes not even uploading in HD. And here you are in 2020 with 480 resolution film. And it shouldn't be that way because you, and I have coaches that I've done this to, I've done this ever since 09, that'll contact me and say, hey, this saw a clip you posted. How is that so clear? Mine's blurry. It's, it doesn't look anything like that. I said, well, I, I took it off the camera after the game. Yeah. And, you know, that's, uh, a little bit of tempo so yeah I could we could go into it and I can show you a little bit more of the features of, uh, of, of tempo 
Yeah, no, I, I love that aspect of it too, and being able to keep that higher quality film. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back to a, I did a, a project one off season with the Brown Scouting Department, and we were working off a of thundercloud. And I mean, you could see the schools that um, had invested in and in had their film stay in, in uh, the the HD versus ones that didn't. I can remember, you know, I was breaking down uh, Clemson, and Sammy Watkins, and um, uh, uh, shoot, trying to link some of their other receivers. The uh, otherwise, DeAndre Hopkins, um, all mm -hmm. those guys, and, and I'm literally I couldn't see numbers. Um, I'm literally looking at the guys each time and saying, okay, which guy had longer dreads? Who was wearing uh, a wristband around their their arm? Like I'm looking for that because the film was so degraded, and that's what what you get when you have to uploaded it degrades in, in, in a certain thing now for me to be able to go back and and go uh into you know the tempo here and then see things at the higher quality just makes my life so much easier and not just breaking down film but just seeing some of those specific things that you want to see in technique or hand placement or footwork or whatever it might be that helps you learn as a coach right no absolutely and some of it is to me is this film it's your history and you archive it you know and you really don't appreciate it till you know we're all busy as coaches and we're thinking about this year till you're 10 years down the line and you're like hey show me show me that cut up when we uh we broke this record or we beat this team that was our rival and you can pull it up instantly off tempo because there's no loading you archived the whole deal. This computer I'm at specifically for all my football films. So it has over eight terabytes worth of film just in this computer. And it's all here. And you never have to worry about uploading it. There's no, as soon as you have that film, it just plays. And there's, there's no internet involved or anything. And like you said, it is highest quality. And then you talk about, all right, take the single gang film that we all share. And then now through our app, you can cut it up and go through, well, show me play 10. And then you can type in what play it was and there's the overlays and everything like that. And again, it's just your own personal system for all your archives of film. Yeah, no, the, the search feature I think is, is to me probably one of the most exciting things, but uh, well, let's take a look at it. I'll let you pull your screen up here. Oh, uh, you see it here now? So here is an archive of film that I've taken all from 60 millimeter to beta and I've converted it and it's it's John Jenkins library and as you can see it's all done through folders and so when you say hey show me his very first year as offensive coordinator when they played the bandits you know it's it's here it's up and it's running and so just the basic features you can't get in other simples I'm about to show you is this a way to fast forward and rewind in slow motion. You can't do that in any other video player unless you're paying for a streaming service. So you finally have a way to do that. And as a coach, that always would drive me crazy when I'd have to skip around, maybe use this time bar you see right here. Right. Another great feature is just being able to draw. Now, you can see we can change colors, we can circle guys, just basic features that you take for granted that if you don't have a system uh, at, your, at your place, you know, you can't do most of this stuff. And then, you know, also the ability here just to go full screen and uh, be able to see it. And you can project it to another screen, too. So if you want to 
teach with this one and it'd be right here projected in the screen too they'll see it on full screen whether it's a tv or projector and you're over here changing films even typing and stuff like that so you know we're in 1985 well what if you said hey show me uh show me a trap reel from 1989 okay so i'll go over to the cut ups over here trap series and again instantly pulled up and we're going here going through plays so you can see this is well organized well categorized if you did this any other way you would have to be closing out your media player whether it's vlc or windows closing it out opening it up closing it out opening it up you don't have any of these features it's a hassle it's not as smooth as this you know this is designed for coaches this is designed for your film and um you know the next big thing i'll show you that i started working on this is okay i have this one big film but the difference between what i've shown you before is down here i've put in data well how am i putting in this data so i was, uh, I'm coming in here and I'm continuing to work on this and I'm going to go over here to I'm going to create some place. So at this point, it's basically time stamping. So I'm going to come here and say, okay, this was the end of this play around 1137. So I'm going to come right here. Now this is going to be the start of a new play. So I come here, I hit new play and then I, get to the end of that play right there and boom i hit in in view right there in play and so what it did right there is it created another timestamp. so when i exit that mode you can see now i have a column here and i can switch from all those timestamps, which equals in place and then cool you know again basic features i can come over here to overlay and i can edit these overlays to show down and distance and whatever else i want but you know here's the play it's regular thunder so I can go here and I can instantly play it. And so being able to take those, those 30 minute films you usually get that you're trading with coaches, or it could be your own and come in here and actually have a way now to cut it up and put in data. So we talked about being able to search films. So now I can come over here to search and let's say now, you know, hey, show me all the choice. And now here's four times that we came in and, and we we're running the choice pattern and I can find it instantly. So you have all this film, right? Like I said, I have eight terabytes, I have a thousand VHS beta tapes I've converted and digitized into this. Why not have it so organized to a point to where you can find stuff, like you said, in a $100,000 setup. Now we're talking, we haven't even talked about price. It's only about 10 bucks a month. And if you use the code TEMPO9, you can get it for 10 bucks a month. So when you're going in, that's a, a egg for you. And again, so I'll show you uh, an example here too of what it looks like just in HD. So this was converted film. So this would be film uh, and you can see this is pure HD. So you could tell if you're using a streaming service in 1080, you wouldn't get that type of quality. And this was down on the field level. So just to give you an example of some 1080 film without having to, uh, to change my game plan, which is what we call this over here. So yeah, this is, you know, again, show me this real quick, go to this game, show me this sideline. This is it, this is tempo. You can find, and you can see I'm jumping around from 2017, 85, 92, 80, it doesn't matter. This is how it should be. This is why it was created. I thought there was a need for it. And uh, it's my number one coaching tool for watching film now. Yeah, the, the ability to, to cut things up just to cut them up because we all have those and maybe we end up tagging individual 
you know, film clips and putting them in a folder and having to pull up each one of those individually. But now to have it within a system, uh, be able mm-hmm. to tag not just that play name, but be able to get into the situation and just how you would typically study the game and pull different ups up. I could do it within uh, that search bar. I think that search bar is, is probably one of the most valuable things in there after you get your data in. Uh, because, I mean, I think we've all had those headaches before being, you know, there's systems where what folder did I put that in? Where is that? What game was that in? Um, where is that cut up, right? And so you've got to get good with folders. But here, um, you know, you can pull, pull those things up by just typing in a keyword. I can't tell you how many times doing clinics the last 10 years, the one back clinic, and, you know, Coach Jenkins will come on and he'll say, hey, and you go find me that 1988 play where we ran the smash concept and I'm having to go pull up VLC. I'm having to write down like, okay, this happened at 12 minutes, 48 seconds, drag my time board. And say, okay, uh, rewind it real quick. And you can't, you got to scroll it back. And that drives those guys crazy because they're used to the clicker from the 60 millimeter. So you're telling me something we've been doing since the seventies. We can't do in 2000, uh, 20 and uh, you know with the was this something off your straight off your film without uploading it and uh, you know now we can't and that's yeah, that's well you mentioned the clicker too I think that's the other cool part of this is is you guys have integrated the, uh, the Xbox controller mm-hmm. coaches have uh, gotten used used to using those, um, to be able to watch film uh, Again, it doesn't have to be just with your keypad or scrolling back and forth. And now you're able to integrate that kind of a tool as well. Right. No, and that's key. Being able to use this and sitting back here, putting it on full screen and you can jump through plays, slow motion plays all with the click of that button. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's next level. It's, it's your, like you have a home entertainment system. This is your coaching entertainment system here of your history or just an archive of film to study. It doesn't have to be your film, but you know, I'll, I'll show you something that's really cool too is okay. This is all. So here's my settings. I come into here, you know, this is coming off my drive. This is John Jenkins, you know, folder. And this is all this stuff we've organized specifically for tempo for it to run this way. So I go to change, I can go to Dropbox and I can come over here to a shared folder, okay? So this is shared between me and a few coaches and then now I can play film right off my Dropbox. And so we come over here and I press this. Now this isn't coming off my hard drive and you can see immediately the, the resolution's changing because now we're in 1080. Uh, boom it's playing right off the Dropbox. So you don't have to sit there and go to your Dropbox, press play, open a media player. This can be used. So here's something cool. So if you and me were sharing the same Dropbox and I come over here and I type in Nebraska. Okay. So after I'm done typing, it's saving now and you can see it working right there. When you open it up on your end, this is going to pop up immediately. So we can share data and video back and forth. So if you ever tagged in another video, I'll just come over here, refresh library, boom, it pop up for me. So while we're not a competitor of online streaming, there is ways if you want to, because there's a lot of advantages having clear film and having no storage limit uh, compared to this, which this is about, I got a terabyte for 10 bucks a month with Dropbox. So you're talking about thousands of hours of film compared to maybe just 20. 
to use this and to be very, very cost effective as opposed to other options that are out there. Yeah, I thought that was a really neat option. I have some video in Dropbox, but I tend to, to like using Google Drive. Um, mm -hmm. you, when you mentioned that it doesn't just have to be on your computer, you can have it, you can have it uh, on Drive or Dropbox as well. I was like, yes, that's that's perfect. Because honestly, I'm I'm tired of the hard drives, which you know break down and whatever. So I've I've started really using the the Google Suite a lot more um, for all my mm -hmm. documents and, and video and you know and and again it's it's pretty inexpensive to just if you need to increase your your uh, storage there uh, as you go along um, and be able to keep all these kinds of things. You know, instead of having to make those decisions, all right, guys, what games are we deleting? You know, our, this is only in our budget. Uh, year. And you're just deleting history, you know, and it, it never fails to you delete something and then all of a sudden you need it like the next week and it's gone and it never fails. Something like that. It's just, it's life. That's universal, whether it's football film or, something else <laughs> you know you always need it after you throw it away uh, that's that's why in my garage there's still uh plastic bins full of notebooks and vhs tapes and legal pads i don't know why aj but it's always that idea if, if i throw it out i'm gonna be looking for something not i because they're all you know notebooks and stuff i've organized them as best as i can i honestly don't know it would take me probably days to find what i'm looking for mm -hmm. um, but you know, as coaches, that's what we do. We end up being pack rats. Mm -hmm. um, well, this. Well, go ahead. Oh, I wanted to show you that play. Now that we're yeah, we were yeah, bring, bring that play up. I want to take a look at uh, you know what you shared on Twitter the other day. So we're right about here. I have this cut up on my other drive, so I'll go full screen. I gotta say here too, AJ. I've been sitting in a bunch of these, these clinics, and I'm not getting any lag time at all in any of the video that you showed shown me yeah that's that's a key too uh and a lot of coaches don't even realize that it's like i've sit through zoom clinics going back and forth with the coach i've gotten to meet over the internet and they show me their huddle film and it's like i can't see what's going on it chops almost every four seconds and you can kind of make of it well what's happening it's taking so much bandwidth and using a browser that it's this overload with this, since you're playing it directly off your computer, it's not taking up any bandwidth and therefore plays smooth. It already plays smooth without doing any type of Zoom meeting or any type of share screen. But now this was kind of accidentally designed for the perfect player for a Zoom meeting. So you want to show coaches and make sure they can see it kind of flawlessly and seeing exactly what you're seeing. This is the perfect presentation tool on top of the fact if you're doing two screens and you can start adding in these type of features, which I'm doing now. Uh, yeah, this is, this is your type of zoom deal. And so, uh, you know, this is, this is the play we were talking about right here and we'd brain it three times. So if you look over here and I'm just going to kind of show off tools and we can see that it's in one and we're, we've shown this twice. Here comes the, the, the fake and go. And so I'll let it play now to where they're both talking and you can see kind of before it happens, they're talking uh, in and out, but they both bust because they've seen that so many times. And then he just pops up and looks for it, get the one-on-one, -on -one, make them miss, get a good crap back and we score. And that was purely set up 
off of the, uh, the, the screen, which is, that was it right there. You know, we'd run a little out route block for them and then that just became the screen and go. And, uh, how how mommy laughed at us because that's kind of a patented play right there he says we're, we're the only team that teaches the screen and go first then teach the screen but the screen opened this up all year and this is something you know we talked about evolving you asked what's something new this was new never done it before in hawaii smu hamilton tiger cats falcons you name it june's been everywhere in 40 years uh never done it before and this was something just it evolved to and that was a great play for us yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, well, let's take a look at the other play that you shared on uh, Twitter the other day. Yeah, so Nebraska, this is that one, and I got this one cut up. And all right, so you talk about Nebraska. You're talking about 22ZN in West Coast. Let's see. All right, so yeah, this is a play that we completed 100%. And the front side, you West Coast offense guys, this is just 22 ZN, so tight split, 10 to 12 yards. He's going to come in here, and he's just going to run his, his curl pattern, and it can kind of adjust his film. But, you know, this is straight off of the winning, uh, winning edge book right here, 22 ZN. He's going to come in here. He's looking to shimmy first guy in here, can sell it down or keep going. Okay, so this – was kind of a, the one high side is how this evolved. So when we split it down the field, if this is one high, you know, they got problems over here. We usually get a rub, first man free, get the ball out here versus three deep zone. The ball's coming one to two based off this flat defender. Been going on since the 60s. But versus two high and cover two, not always the greatest look. And so what we did was we put switch on the backside and now, let's see, we'll do a different color for too high. So he's coming in here and making all the reads with our offense. And then he's coming through here, and then he can sit down or he can go. And so basically, we're looking single high front side, too high back side. And I can't tell you how many times versus too high, we were just popping it right here. And what happens is you end up getting a high low. That's the mic. That's not going to talk about a high low on the, the hook player, weak side hook player. So yeah, this is it. This is integrating West Coast front side, run and shoot back side. And it was a uh, 10 for 10. And so as we let it play, you can see we should probably got a rub there, but we went inside with the curl, put it on them, even with the pass interference. That was Cam Phillips led the, led the league in receiving and touchdowns. And again, uh, kind of rotates the, one high, kind of a different look. You can see that safety's kind of man-to-man -man at the top, but this guy is kind of doing a, a weird thing right here with him being – I think they're so mindful of him at this point. That's why he's not truly in the middle of the field. Uh, kind of opens it up. But still still one high. Get a PI call so we can see here. Oh, I see end zone. Well, if, if you're keep, keeping count of completions, uh, they're, they're all going to be completed. So <laughs> so here he is next game playing the, the Battle Hawks here. And even we'll even do this. And this is what I love about this. So we'll run it regularly like I just shown you. But this is our stack look. And so what happens is we get even closer. And this is technically the flat defender. 
And so as soon as he makes this move and this guy's coming this way, look at all this grass that somebody has to cover. And so, you know, you still get this look, but again, this is the guy we're stretching. So let's see how this one turns out. You can see it's man to man, kind of miss the rub, kind of get a natural rub there by Y. Corners playing off, boom, we pop it right to him. And as we're watching this car out going right back to the quarterback, it's good. And you can see the backside, they're making their reads and uh, could have got a rub there as well. But I mean, it's one of these plays sometimes everybody gets open and it's, you know, we'll just continue to go through some of these. Here's first the three deep look. And, you know, that's, that's true three deep based on, uh, and they kind of match do stuff, but based on what this left corner, excuse me, right field corner is doing. So we've kind of seen that action. And then here's the action. We get one-on-one -on -one with the back. Probably the only time we didn't get plus yards, but a completion. And uh, had a dogger there. We'll go through some of these. I want to show one of them. You can see we pop that curl a lot, and especially versus that look. And it forces that corner to play outside. So you, you get very easy curl windows right there. And he probably should have came back to the ball a little bit more. All right, so here's some two high looks. And so here's an instance where, you know, there's a stack look, flat defender right here, still on the pro hash, not even out past that. So you can just see almost about 15 yards worth of grass, maybe closer to 13 to the swing. And that's kind of the action you want there. We're going to get 11 yards. But at the end of the day, football to me, and my philosophy is always about one-on-ones. There's your one-on-one. -on -one. Players got to make guys miss. Ends up making two miss. And so here's the look I wanted to show you that's coming up here. So too high, right? So we want a high low, this guy right here, this hook player. So he's going with the switch. He's going to come in here, and there's your too high beater going to hit him right, right here. Boom. And you can see how and, and too high could get kind of cloudy on this side over here because – you know, this hook player could go here. This corner can kind of crash in here and put a safety over the top. This guy can wall him. And so, you know, you're talking about four on three over here. And, uh, you know, this, there's it's kind of hard versus cover too. So now you got this answer of this guy coming through here and he's making his reads on the run. And this ends up being one-on-one -on -one backside too to where we could have thrown a touchdown, as you can see right here. Uh, but, you know, wanted to show that clip because that was kind of our answer for uh, two high. So you got a single high and two high system. And I think any type of spread, that was one of the first things I learned in the spread, whether or not what your system is, you know, when you split the defense in two by two, you should have answers uh, for one side be one and the other side be the other as far as splitting them up. And so with your quarterback, um, you know, training him, People aren't going to just line up in it all the time. They're going to you know, have a rotation or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. You want him looking to start to be able to make that key on whether post-snap it's, it's one or two. I mean, this is easy to line up. In yeah, this one's easy 3D. Uh, really, he's got to make a decision. And so with us, it's a little bit different because we kind of move the pocket, right? So let's say he was back here and he's right here. He's kind of, as he's going, he's eyeing the safety because the safety can only do so many things. 
you know, about three things right there. So you either break in, come up, go back, go out. And so as long as he can feel him going back or, or in, you know, he, he should stay kind of front side. When he sees this guy coming out and he can feel that safety, because he's going to roll here anyways, and it's kind of like a slower developing play. You're going to have to take it three and this be your hot, even if it's cover two or not. Uh, he knows he's getting back in the here to find this guy. So it kind of just happens one, two, three. I'm going through my progression, which is, you know, one, uh, one to two to three, a little triangle read. And uh, as I'm feeling it and I'm going, A, they got to cover this. So that's why we always read that first. But as I'm feeling this, I got to see with my left eye the peripheral of this guy. Because as soon as I see him coming out, we pretty much know at that point we're going backside. So yeah, here. You as you're as you're drawing, especially that first one, I really mm -hmm. love the ability to use different colors. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Code things differently, especially when you're drawing up like defense or like you showed one one high, two high. Uh, I love that feature of tempo as well. Oh yeah, I can I can draw some pretty uh, pictures now with this stuff, you know, <laughs> and uh, the different colors. Just this is the small things you take for granted, and being able to watch film, whether it's drawing full screen, rewind, fast forward, and just having a library to where you can go through films. So like instantly, you know, we're watching this. Well, let me show you our longest play of the year, which was a tag off this play. And so let me put it on full screen for you. And all we're gonna do here is go curl and go. And so as we're watching it here, you can see him go. He gets one-on-one -on -one with the safety because they're playing cover two, and we got a stack look. He stutters. He goes. PJ gets it out. Longest play of the year right there. And, uh, you know, if we're timing the 40, I think, uh, you know, Coach – or, excuse me, he's, he's pretty fast, but I don't know. I feel like this guy right here might creep on him uh, as far as closing speed. <laughs> It is always a, it's always fun watching film and you can see yourself uh, getting in. I was pretty fired up. We, we knew exactly what they're going to be playing, and uh, we got it matched up right. And PJ does a fantastic job on this play because our, I want to say our right guard whiffs. So, yeah, right guard totally busts the protection here. That's supposed to be his guy. He, uh, he, he totally should have got him. So PJ has to step up into the pocket. And then by that point, someone's coming on him. Just enough quick release because it is underthrown, but it, it was so beautifully designed at the timing that June called this for us to get it out. And that was our longest play per scrimmage uh, in the whole five games of the season right there is that 80 yard or so touchdown. And so, yeah, you know, this is this is tempo. These are all our, our, our feature. You can draw stuff up and even save it. You'll have the ability to put in playbooks as well for presentation. So if you have a picture of a, of a play or a PDF file, you can insert it here as well for presentations. We're always updating it. There's always updates going in. And, uh, you know, one cool thing, you're going to be able to actually have a mic here probably in the next month or two, record yourself as you're watching something. It will record the video. That way, at that point, you know, you can upload that to somewhere else, just you talking and giving a clinic where you're not live and go through cut-ups instantly as you're doing it. So just your own media player for coaches. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's 12 bucks a month, but if you use Tempo 9, the number 9 as a code, man, you'll go get that for 9 bucks a month now. 
go save some money and have my favorite tool. Like I said, in coaching now, I watch hours of film. So this is, this has been awesome, you know, not having to rely on, because imagine too, the time, like look at all these cutups. So this is probably 40 to 50 cutups. I having to upload that online right now. You know, that is hours and hours and hours to a streaming service. And you usually delegate that to a GA. And uh, so save your GA some time there. Well, we don't all, all have the luxury of, of <laughs> that too. <laughs> but uh, I absolutely love the tool. Uh, it's been great, you know, on my end, having to uh, been able to experiment it, use it a little bit, see all the different features that you showed here today. Uh, I highly recommend it again, just as I mentioned before, if, if you are somebody who really values learning the game and understands that you have to be able to, uh, to be able to look at some film on your own too, not just go in a clinic and say, okay, well, that's what I was shown, but understand the different aspects of it and how it's going to fit into what you do. And as we talked about before, fit with your guys, right? You know, that's ultimately what does it that you have to have some kind of a tool like this. And certainly there's a lot of workarounds, but to, for me to spend 10 or $12 a month for a, for a tool like this is a no brainer. Uh, and again, for our uh, listeners slash viewers on this podcast, uh, the website to go and get this. Oh yeah. It's simple. This tempo com. And for you listeners listening, I'd, Get on Coach's uh, YouTube stream here. Make sure you come see exactly what we're talking about. But you can go try it for free, too. No sign-up, no credit card needed. Seven-day free trial. You know, we'll send you video, too, that's already cut up, so you kind of have an example of how to cut it up. There's also tutorials. So, yeah, go to tempovideo.com, and we'll help you out. Awesome. Well, AJ, I loved uh, being able to, to talk some ball with you and actually – look at some video this time. I, I think that's one thing, as I mentioned to you before I got going, that I've, I've found myself more and more with uh, the podcast I've been doing using Zoom. You know, three, four months ago, there were a lot of people weren't familiar, never used Zoom. Uh, Zoom's become a way of life for almost everybody right now. So it was great to be able to do this with you. Fingers crossed on uh, the XFL here in uh, 21, I think. I think we're coming uh, back, baby. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see. And if not, you know, I'll be watching a lot of film and getting ready for the next venture in 2021, but fingers crossed we, we could be coming back the old Houston Roughnecks. Always. And coach, give them your Twitter handle as well before we finish up here. It's Austin James XFL. Come follow me. We'll talk ball. All right, coach. Again, thank you for the time. Thanks for showing us this great tool and, and putting it together at a extremely reasonable price. No, absolutely. And thanks for having me, Keith. Thanks for listening to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast. For more resources, visit the Coach Performance Center at usafootball.com.